In this episode, I want to talk about the amazing benefits of adding a daily walk. So what does that have to do with a professional career? Well, besides the obvious physical benefits, I found some research that uncovered pretty interesting emotional and cognitive benefits as well. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornett. About 13 years ago, I think, if I look back, I was overweight. I was in a corporate job, just not eating well, not getting exercise. And I was in poor health, clearly. And I was on the fast path to an early grave. The very first thing I did to save my life was starting a habit of evening walks with my wife. After dinner, we would walk up the steep hills in our neighborhood up to the summit, and it was a pretty steep climb. <laughs> so it wasn't an easy walk for me, especially after all that time of not exercising. And then we would walk back down. Uh, it took about an hour, which I remember felt like a luxury of time that I couldn't afford. I had a really busy work schedule. I was an exec at Yahoo at the time. I would sometimes have conference calls at night uh, with the team in India. So I didn't think I could make time for it, but the truth was it was an investment of time that I had to afford. Or I would pay an unacceptable price later. I already had friends and acquaintances who had died from heart disease, sudden strokes, and cancer. So, did I want to see my children grow up? Did I want to meet my grandchildren someday? Well, I was facing a pretty tough decision. So, do I make time for physical activity to improve my health, but take time away from work? which I suspected would harm me a little professionally? Or do I spend that time that I would be, that I should be working every evening to aggressively advance my career, knowing full well that I was risking my health and I would die an earlier death? I mean, it's inevitable. Let's not kid ourselves. When you choose to work and don't make time for your health, your fitness, you're going to die an earlier death. I knew I was. But luckily at that point, I chose to invest in myself, my health, and my future. And I'm doubly glad that I did. This, this was a surprise. So I started this to try to get my health back. But I made a fantastic discovery along the way. Taking a break from work for exercise and walking and, and thinking made me more creative. It helped me solve stubborn problems. It boosted my energy and productivity later. So that investment of time more than paid for itself in so many ways. I discovered that I had more energy and enthusiasm. I no longer felt sleepy and burned out 
early in the evening. And I used to. I used to fall asleep on the couch right after dinner. It helped me visualize creative solutions when I was facing an intractable problem. And just sitting in, in a chair at my desk and staring at a screen, I just couldn't solve it. But a walk helped. I was more productive when I returned to work. So the time I spent walking paid for itself. I was more efficient and more productive when I started working again. People at work started noticing the new me and how positive and energetic I was. I began envisioning a more exciting professional future. I made plans to turn my dreams into a reality. So I'd always wanted to start my own business. I had dreamed about moving closer to the mountains and up near the National Forest. And it gave me the encouragement, the energy, the excitement to do it. And my future suddenly seemed bright again. So at that time, this was like 13 years ago, I began a health and fitness journey that has lasted ever since. You know, for 13 years, this is now part of my daily life. I now lift weights every morning. I walk two miles every day, usually in the evening. And then I run another two miles with my wife every night. On the weekends, we try to get in six-mile runs. So it's become a serious part of my life. The interesting thing is I'm more innovative and creative than I was before. I always have new ideas when I'm walking and running. And I'll even write articles in my head while I'm walking. Uh, I do. It's weird. I can think through and write articles in my head. So I'm not saying any of this to brag. This isn't, I'm not some amazing athlete. I'm not, I'm not trying to show off. I'm sharing this story as someone in his 50s to demonstrate that it's never too late to improve your health and fitness. But more importantly, I'm sharing this to talk about how the simple act of daily walking can have a profoundly positive impact on your physical health, your cognitive capabilities, and professional success. So there are some famous people who use walking, or they used to when they were still alive, to improve their thinking, the way they do their, their work, their productivity. I shared some examples and a few links in my newsletter. So if you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is issue 313, how walking benefits your career in life. So the first person, Aristotle. Aristotle gave his lectures while walking the grounds of his school in Athens. Nassim Taleb talked about in a blog post that he wrote, why he enjoys a mixture of slow, leisurely conversational walks, you know, walking with a friend, and then some short, intense, brisk walks. He mixes it up and how that is positive for him. Charles Dickens would write in the morning, then walk in the afternoon. And there's a quote from him that he said, if I could not walk far and fast, I think I should just explode and perish. <laughs> so... He took his walk very seriously. Steve Jobs, he walked to clear his head and to solve problems. 
he would often hold walking meetings to keep everyone focused and productive and to keep the ideas flowing, the creative stuff flowing. Soren Kierkegaard used walking to think through ideas and to write in his head, like I was just talking about. And there's a quote from him, above all, do not lose your desire to walk. Every day I walk myself into a state of well-being and walk away from every illness. I have walked myself into my best thoughts, and I know of no thought so burdensome that one cannot walk away from it. But by sitting still, and the more one sits still, the closer one comes to feeling ill. Thus, if one just keeps on walking, everything will be all right. Beethoven took long, solitary walks, I think every day, to think through things, to be creative, and would capture new musical ideas. Took a notebook with him. Charles Darwin walked every morning before breakfast and then twice again in the afternoon. So while I was doing all the research for my newsletter in this podcast, I found hundreds and hundreds of examples of intelligent and talented people who make a walk or made a walk part of their daily lives. I mean, I think you get the point. They just might be onto something. So I want to share some of the benefits and some of the research. And again, I linked a ton of this research. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com and look for this newsletter on walking. I mean, I, I simply enjoy my walks now. Even if there were no tangible benefits other than that simple enjoyment, I'd still make time for them. I just like it. However, there's plenty of scientific evidence. There's lots of research that walking is good for you in many ways. So I want to walk through a few. I mean, physically, pretty obvious, I would hope. But a few key points. Walking briskly for about an hour a day was found to cut the effects of weight-promoting genes in about half, cut it by half, for the people that participated in this study. Walking can reduce cravings and eating a whole variety of sugary snacks. They studied chocolate and other things too. So it's like it cut the cravings. An American Cancer Society study found that women who walked seven or more hours a day had a 14% lower risk of breast cancer than those who only walked three hours or fewer per week. Walking reduces arthritis pain. And walking five to six miles a week can prevent arthritis from forming in the first place. And then there was a study of over a thousand men and women that found that those who walked at least 20 minutes a day, at least five days a week, had 43% fewer sick days than those who exercised once a week or less. So that's all the physical benefits. And then Somewhat related, but a little bit different, there's some great research on longevity. So if you look at the people who live in the blue zones of the world, so the blue zones, if you haven't heard of this, that's where there are the highest proportions of people who reach age 100 and beyond. Some fascinating research. 
I think there's like five key blue zones and these people live forever. (laughs) And what they found is that physical activity is just a natural part of their life. They don't have vehicles. They don't take trains and subways. They walk everywhere. They walk everywhere around the village, into the forest, working their farms. They walk everywhere and they walk every single day. Adults who take 8,000 or more steps a day have a reduced risk of death over the following decade than those who only walk 4,000 steps a day. There's a lot of research on steps. And what seems to be the case is that the more steps, the better. And it doesn't have to be all at once. You don't have to take a huge two-hour walk. You can break it up. But as long as it accumulates into a large number of steps a day, huge benefits. Cardiorespiratory fitness is inversely associated with long-term mortality with there's no upper limit of the benefit. It's incredible. The more you walk, the better. And the sweet spot for the physical activity and longevity seems to be about 35 minutes a day of brisk walking or other moderate activities like working on your farm. And that seems to be supported by some other research. So you could break it up into 10-minute walks, but you're getting at least 35 minutes a day of brisk walking. Now, this is, you know, that was all kind of the physical stuff and longevity, but there are cognitive benefits too. And that's the stuff that I think is incredibly important if you care about your work and you care about your career and your professional success. Who wants to lose their cognitive capabilities. Walking outdoors, and I think this is the key. You could do mall walking, obviously, and people do, but walking outdoors improves cognitive performance and it induces a more meditative state than indoor exercise. And I've definitely found this. It's one of the reasons I moved to where I live now. I wanted to be able to walk in the forest. I wanted to walk near lakes and rivers and streams. I was tired of walking on concrete. And it does. You go into a state of meditation. You really do. You get into the zone. It's it's incredible. Prolonged, uninterrupted sitting at a desk, like we all probably do. I know I sit at a desk more than I would care. And when I was in the corporate world, I would be sitting at a chair in meetings 12 hours a day. That reduces cerebral blood flow, which is associated with lower cognitive functioning and increased risk of neurodegenerative diseases. And that's a lot of research. Sitting is a killer. However, you can offset this with frequent short duration walking breaks that you incorporate into the day. And I think that's the encouragement is that if you can get some walks in throughout the day, it really helps. There are also emotional well-being benefits. There's some research on this. Employees who use their lunch break to take a walk in a park, again, that's that outside walking, experience higher levels of well-being at the end of a working day. And they followed these people and they studied them and surveyed them and, and found this. Walking promotes positive affect and can override the effects of other negative feelings, such as boredom and dread during the day. 
And here's that duration thing again. Three short, brisk walks, about 10 minutes each. During the day can reduce cardiovascular risk and improve aspects of mood in people who are previously sedentary, so people who hadn't been walking. So big benefits emotionally, which I've noticed too. And then a few more professional benefits. What I've found in the research supports, walking opens up the free flow of ideas and it boosts creativity. There's been some really interesting research about time spent in nature. You've probably heard of forest bathing and green exercise, but getting into nature has significant positive impact on creativity. Walking can help you break free of mental blocks and solve problems. I find this all the time. And those employees who walked in a park at lunchtime also enjoyed better concentration later when they got back to work. And they had less fatigue in the afternoon. And I've noticed this as well. So with my own experiences with walking outdoors, what I've found is it becomes a form of physical meditation. And I, I just talked about that. It really does. It, I have a hard time doing traditional meditation. I don't know why. But physical meditation like a walk in the forest is amazing. It does wonders for me. It improves my mood. It calms me down. It reduces my stress and anxiety. And the research supports that as well. Again, it boosts my creativity. It helps me solve problems more easily. Anytime I'm stuck, and we all get stuck, kind of beating our head against the wall trying to solve some problem, I go for a walk, and in about 20 minutes, I have a breakthrough. I find that walking outdoors helps me keep things in perspective. You know, there's a big world out there. When you're staring at the four walls or the screen of your laptop, the walls close in on you and the world seems smaller. Getting out into the physical world and taking a walk really, it helps keep things in perspective. It increases my energy levels. My energy levels in my 50s now are way higher than they were in my 30s, which is ridiculous, but true. It's improved my relationship with my wife. We go for a walk every evening and we talk about our day. We talk about things that we want to do. We plan a trip. We talk about problems we're trying to solve with our kids. You name it. And before the walk, we had a hard time doing that. There was always something interrupting us in the house. The kids are around. You just can't talk openly. And by the time we go to bed, we're too tired and just fall asleep. So that evening walk has been really good for our relationship. So whether you have a significant other or a good friend, whoever, taking a walk with them is good for that relationship. And then finally, at the end of the evening, it helps me sleep better. The exercise and the walking, I sleep better. There's a, a saying, I don't know if it's a Midwest thing or other places too, that... Uh, a tired dog is a happy dog. And that's, <laughs> it's kind of true. Um, the, the physical body, the, the mind, your state of well-being, when you 
engage in a lot of physical activity, you do these walks, and you relax, you sleep better. So if you're having trouble sleeping, you may need more physical activity, and you have to time it correctly. Some people get really energized by a walk or exercise, and so you may not want to do that right before you want to go to sleep, but that's why I tend to exercise in the morning and then do the walk in the early evening so I still have time to relax and kind of get ready for sleep. So yeah, we're walking about about two miles every evening now, sometimes before dinner, sometimes after, and it's changing now that the season is changing. It gets darker earlier. And then we'll run two miles too. So we walk kind of up the mountain, up the elevation for two miles, and then run back down to our, our car and go home. Um, and then we do longer hikes on the weekend. So we try to get into the forest and do a longer hike and trail runs and things like that. You know, this daily walk, the daily walk and run, it only takes about an hour, which doesn't seem like a lot, but I can see where that hour may seem impossible for you to carve out of your day. I get it. I remember. <laughs> I remember my corporate schedule. So you probably have a packed schedule and you have lots of meetings and all this demands of the work and life and you name it. Where can you find an hour? So there are some ways to creatively work walking into your day. So you don't have to carve out new time for it. One is walking meetings. So a coworker introduced me to walking meetings several years ago. It's been a while. Thank you, Mike. He was a huge fan. They're great for those physical meetings. Do you remember those? Meeting people in the real world. It's really good when you have a place to walk and the weather permits, right? If it's a blizzard or pouring rain, maybe not. But now, I mean... We have most of our meetings virtually. It's over Zoom, Google Meet, Skype, Teams, whatever, whatever it is that you use. So you're sitting in a chair in front of your laptop. And it is possible to use these apps on your phone while walking, but they're not really designed for the experience. We've tried it. There are a few people who will join my weekly career accelerator meeting. We do it over Zoom. And they'll use a phone and dial in and it kind of works, but it's, it's a little challenging. But if you're sick of video meetings, and I know people are, you should check out an app that's called Spot. So I linked that in the newsletter too. Their mobile app is, it's a collaboration tool that's built specifically to support walking meetings. That's what it's all about. So you write down the agenda items that you want to discuss. Then you share your personal room link and then people join the meeting and you go for a walk. So it's all audio and it does transcription, all kinds of cool stuff. So you don't have to worry about trying to hold your phone and be on video <laughs> while you're walking. I've seen people do it. It's not very safe. So it's kind of like a enhanced modern version of a phone call with some Nice perks like the transcription and the, the, the agenda being visible. You could also take your calls walking. So do you remember using your phone for calls? <laughs> does, does anybody do that anymore? Make a phone call? Do you remember having conference calls before Zoom came along and, and GoToMeeting and all that kind of stuff? So during the quarantines that started, you know, Probably in 2020, I think, is when we really got serious about them here. 
a friend of mine in the corporate world started doing most of her work calls while walking. So no video, just a Bluetooth headset and her phone. And she was getting some serious miles in. I think she's still doing it, but I, I wish I could remember the exact mileage, but it was impressive. <laughs> That's crazy, right? A regular old phone call using your phone to talk. And I know that many people are complaining about Zoom fatigue. We're a little burned out with it. So see if you can change some of your existing meetings on your calendar, your video meetings, into phone calls. And calls are just safer while you're walking. Although I do recommend getting a decent Bluetooth headset or you know, AirPods or whatever. It's probably not as safe to be holding a phone up and being distracted like that. So just have your phone in your pocket and have a Bluetooth headset. You really don't want to be staring at your screen when you should be paying attention to your surroundings, you know, crossing streets and stuff like that. The other interesting opportunity is to take a walking lunch. I mean, you need to eat, right? Instead of eating at your desk or trying to wolf down a meal while you're sitting at your desk on Zoom, take a walking lunch. And I used to do that when I was still working with people in Silicon Valley and we'd have meetings in San Francisco, we'd grab a meal that was easy to eat while we were walking. So it'd be like a sandwich or a burrito or a smoothie. And then we'd walk and talk and eat. And that's not a very intense walking session, obviously, when you're trying to eat and talk. But we'd have a brisk walk to get from the office to the cafe or restaurant. And then we'd walk briskly back to the office when we finished eating too. So once we were done eating, it was a pretty brisk walk. If you're crazy, you could even try a lunch walk like my friend Anka took me on when we were in The Hague. So we were there for a conference and it was lunchtime. And she said, hey, I know a great place for lunch. Amazing food. It's nearby. We could just walk there. We don't have to take a taxi. Uh-huh. Well, that short walk that... uh she had mine was actually over two hours and <laughs> it seemed normal to her. Uh, we walked two hours to the restaurant. We had lunch and it was, it was amazing. And then we walked two hours back to the conference and it became apparent to me at that time. It's like, now this is why my friend Anka is so fit because that's her idea of a short walk. So in the end, it's like, don't worry about intensity or distance if you're just getting started with this. If you're just getting started making walking part of your daily life, it doesn't have to be crazy. Like my friend, just make time for some walking every day. Just do it. The best physical activity is the one you don't quit. So take your time and ease into it. I mean, do you know how many times I've started and stopped running in my lifetime? I've lost track. I can't even remember how many times I started and gave up lifting weights for the first 40 years of my life. I mean, I tried to begin with way too much intensity. That was the mistake. Way too much intensity, too much mileage, too much lifting. I'd get injured and then I would try to recover and I'd quit and then it would, I'd stagnate and not do it anymore for months. It was a, it was a failure. So my journey to where I am today with my, my fitness 
and my activity levels, it started with a simple and easy evening walk. And now I can't imagine a day without it. I know that you want a long, healthy, and happy life. I mean, we all do. I know that you want to achieve success in your professional life too. I mean, you wouldn't be listening to my podcast or a reader of my newsletter if you didn't care about your professional success. And initially, I know it may have seemed strange that I chose the topic of walking for this episode, but now I hope you can see why. So let me know how your daily walking goes. I'd love to hear about it. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.